You're listening to the Scottish Football Forum's podcast, Euro Special, the home of Euro 2020 banter. Hi, welcome to the latest episode of Scottish Football Forum's podcast, season 10, episode 82. I'm John, and joined by John, co-host. You all right? Yeah, good. Um, I feel as though we're all going to be Reverend I Am Jolly tonight. Yeah, but I, I think I think the good thing is what we, what we are, we're at nine o'clock just now. The game obviously finished just before four. Negativity was full at end of end of the game, whereas now maybe you've had time to deflect and maybe we can we can stay on the positivity train. Maybe. Yeah. You never know. I mean, if you look at 78, um, we started with a bad defeat and then left ourselves out of the and then beat Holland and it nearly took us through. So you never know. Nearly, nearly, nearly. That's what aye, we are, the nearly men. Aye, we just don't want to be nearly men continually. So I was talking to the, my boy earlier and his pal came round and before the game, we were buzzing, totally buzzing. I mean, I'll, I'll say for myself, I never got to sleep till about one o'clock last night. I don't know if I got much sleep. I was up at half five. The missus said, you need to try and get some sleep. I was like, it's not happening. I was like, a kid at Christmas. So I was like, tunes on. Scotland tunes on. So I had about four, I must have had about a four-hour playlist because I was still listening to about half nine this morning. I, I still probably had tunes left over. So 98, when we last got to our tournament, I would have been 19, uh, which shows my age. Um, and the boy, he's 20 now. His pal's 20. I'm, thinking, I'm saying you're about the same age as what I was. And what you think about the boy? He was positive. He was like, aye, aye, aye. His pal was, he was like a bus ball. We've seen it all. Like, you've always got the one that's a bus ball that's like, just, he wasn't good. Um, so yeah, yeah, aye. Well, we'll come on. To, we're, we're still positive. We're still positive. Um, Scott, 40, 40 blog now, supporters direct. I'm going to get it right this week. Scotland supporters direct. Supposed no. direct Scotland, nearly it's just the wrong Fuck's way around. Sake, right, I'll get the F bomb out early on. I may as well, right? <laughs> if there's any, if there's ever, aye, I think there'll be a few. Aye, I might not be the only one. So, see if it was good, good, John. I wouldn't have even corrected them because it was you. I thought I might as well correct you. Well, to be fair though, I think uh, good, John. I, I, see, I've tried to drop the F bomb name. Lucky does an F there, otherwise folk would think I'm dropping bombs. Uh, but yeah. I've tried to drop it. I was trying to be good, and I reckon I was good for a long while. But maybe you were good for most still... of the season. You I think so. I think. Season, I think, and it's been difficult with Aberdeen. Um, so yeah, but I think maybe all the Fs will come out tonight. It's always the F. It's never anything else. Uh, but Scotland, we're, we're all friends here. Fs is it a swear word? If you're over eighteen, ah. um, aye, you're you're you were in the positivity chain videos. Getting yeah. pushed out, blogs getting pushed out. That's gone. Well, I, they're, I, they're on the internet now, I. No, oh, no, positivity is gone. Oh, right. Scott, Scott, no, if, you, if your positivity is... It's more, it's more tempered realism. It's not negativity, to, totally in the, in the negative side of things, but it is, I think, looking at certain things that happened today, I've kind of been more... Um, Back to your life, Critical, back to reality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't, you can't overlook certain things. Yes, which obviously we're going to come on to. And we're delighted to get a returning guest who John interviewed 
couple of months back, maybe? Was it as yeah, much as that? February. I think, yeah. roughly. February, yeah. um, I'm just going to introduce his Ross. Is that all right? Or nobody else can say my second name anyway. So oh, cool. I can say your name, but we, we, tend to, we don't keep any use surnames on the podcast, do we? That's fine. Um, but Ross, for anyone that doesn't know, Ross is doing a book on 98, aren't you? The World yeah, Cup, certainly, yep. and everything that's surrounding that. And you're looking for contributions from like fans, etc., and different things and anything no, at all. Just any like, players, fans, journalists, just can anyone. I can get my hands on that's had experience, like been there. Aye, well, we, we could have put you in touch with uh, Emmy, the Bannockburn Bandit, but he's big time now. He's he's doing podcasts with James at Farron for Sky Sports News, and so he, he might be a few quid now. I think. I, I'm I'm just taking anyone, although some of the folk, like some people have tried to contact, and it's I, I know I'm going to have to pay to get kind of decent people. Do you know what I mean? Um, so oh, I'm yeah, just kind of. Who are you going to have to pay? I mean, well, Jim Lane, Colin Hendry, the kid. No, well, 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 oh, well, oh, well, well. Uh, there's a name <laughs> there that you've that. mentioned, and uh, I, we've tried to get him in the podcast before. And... Colin Hendry. Colin Hendry. Well, we can't, we can't say, can we? I don't think about it. No, you don't need to say what it was. It was somebody, Colin Hendry. I can some, tell. I can somebody, tell somebody's, somebody's agent was wanting to know Quanta Costa. I'm trying to do Euro speak here, like. But then, then, to be fair, um, Sam Arterface's um, agency company initially asked what kind of fee, and I up front said that, um, no, we're an individual podcast, we don't um, make money, um, and I didn't think any of it, and Sam actually came back and says he wanted to come on, so don't always judge that book by your cover. Yeah. Um, yes. Got to ask a question, see? Exactly, and I, and I think that's always been for ourselves, like maybe initially when we were trying to get maybe links with people that are like in football when we kind of regard as being like this kind of... John. Oh, not godly. What is it? What's is John? J- you, has Jim Leighton been on the podcast before? No, I haven't asked him yet. He's not, no. Right. I was hoping you were going to say yes then because I've just definitely assured everybody that it was Colin Hendry. But I'll, 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 I'll make sure though if we, if we do get him on the podcast that you're the first one although, we ask on. Although, good John's just giving it away anyway because he said he's not asked him yet so we do know it's Colin Hendry. Oh, Colin Hendry recently... <laughs> Colin Henry's recently followed me on face uh, on um, Twitter, so maybe. Hi, that's because you're big time. I mean, if we're talking Aye, about Emmy being big time, mind you, you're not the. Biggest, I'm not Emmy's level, Christ you're, Almighty. Aye, but you're not even the biggest uh, person in the household because no. <laughs> if we're going to talk about superstars, you're in Callum. And I mean, if we're talking about positivity, eight now was it eight now. Callum was eight now. Well, Callum said eight, and then um, my nephew Archie said ten. Aye, aye, so. <laughs> But I think Callum might be coming in as an influencer because I was listening to there were some kids getting interviewed before the game today and they were eight now too. So I think Callum is he's leading the way for the kid, the young the young young team. Not mm-hmm. the young team, but the, the young young team. Yeah. And then Henry. Mm-hmm. Uh, Henry, I thought he was gonna be like a mascot. He's new era. New era. Here we go. But aye, we're still there. We're still fine. We're still fine. So for anyone that doesn't know, there's been to the moon or whatever. Yeah, but lost two now today. Oh, before we go into talking about the game, etc. There's one person who was supposed to be coming on tonight, but oh. withdrew at the last minute. Aye, shit happens, doesn't it? Though. Yeah, exactly. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, summarise. Chris um, was supposed to be coming on, and his excuse was a dodgy kebab. Yep. I think what's happened is he's had a Euro 2020 kebab, but the problem is it's from 2020 and not 2021. 
Um, so, well, I've just seen both these weeks in the like, tournament get beat. So yeah, this is this is this is good. Like my early joke is actually get laughs as opposed to usually it's cut. It's there, but I usually get the reaction of cut. So, um, I how should we start? Right, positivity. We were positive. I had the tunes on, John. I'm going to start with you because you were fortunate enough to be gifted a ticket by Neil Doherty yeah. um, to go to the game. And you were in for, was it about half 11, 12? Yeah, we um, we got in about, it was about 10 to 12 by the time we get in the stadium. Um, and I must say those two hours um, flew by. Um, it was... No, I must say um, the instructions were really sit in your seat um, and not not move unless you need to go to the toilet or go see the merchandise store, which not many people did. Um, but I think they just let people people are roaming about quite freely um, and you know we're getting pictures near um, near the bottom end of the stadium. Um, you know, just you know, just chatting the way, listening to tunes. Um, Graeme Easton, a former podcast guest, um, he had to. He had to follow UEFA's um, guidelines, but he managed to throw in um, 500 miles. And uh, yes, sir, I can boogie. That was class um, at the start. I sent that video to another chat. It was, um, and I put it in Twitter. It's, it was tremendous. So, from that point of view, I mean, pre match, it was just um, tremendous. Um, obviously, the game wasn't um, fantastic as well, like I wanted, but I don't regret going. It was, um, it was just fantastic being back in the stadium again. And but this is the thing that I don't I don't get. So before the game, they also give you different times to go in, um, so that there's no um, it decreases the, the aye, risk aye, of the spread, etc. But at full time, it was like normal. You just everyone out together. So does the um, does the virus stop at full time? Just goes away after the night. Stops at half ten. Jason Leach explain that one. Stops at half ten at night during the week. Stops after football matches. There's certain times it it takes me break. Everyone's got to have a break. It gets you if you go for a pie, but not if you go for an over-expensive UEFA badge. Well, you can't go for a pie. That's what I'm saying. That's what you say. So, I mean, if we're talking about winners here, if we're talking about winners here, John, you were at Hamden. You never got a pie. I had two pies. Steak and gravy pies. Nice. So who's the winner? Who's the winner here? But you're talking earlier about uh, people roaming freely. I thought you were talking about David Barshall. Um, we were allowed to bring in um, plastic bags with um, food in it. So, um, nice what do you take in? What do you take in? Go, oh, I want to hear oh, you. Oh, oh, my missus, my missus um, made up a great wee pack lunch for me. Um, your missus made up a pack lunch. What do you do? She offered, and I wasn't saying no. Oh, right, right. What was it? Tell me. Right, so it's a cold meat sandwich. What, um, what kind of cold meat? Tesco's. <laughs> I can't remember. Was it like were you the prawn sample? Was it like finest? Or, no, it wasn't finest. No, no, it wasn't finest. Right, so no, um, and no, just things like crisps and um, cereal bars and yeah, it was, it was good. cereal bars. Gee, mm-hmm. was can't we go? What did you have for dessert? Did you have any yogurt or did you have some? No, fruit? no yogurts. No, no, no. Did you sneak in a wee, a wee half? King no. size I was driving. Ah, oh, you don't know halves. No halves. Right. right okay. So, yeah, that's it. We can move on for the pack. So we're not. We're not disclosing what meat it was. We're just saying it was. Uh, it was cold it was meat. Cooked. It, it was cooked. Meat. It was wafer thin ham from uh, Tesco. Nothing exciting. Basically, it was better than the meat that Chris had tonight. 
Mitchie's Something like that, wouldn't it? It's happy. just ham. Aye. Just ham. Mitchie's? No. no. Just ham? Just ham. No sauce, no like, tomato ketchup in it. Mustard? No. Oh dear, I'm I come, I come back on the negativity train because <laughs> just ham. Why you didn't think your back lunch was going to get scrutinised like this? Eh? Man, I wish I'd brought it up now. <laughs> <laughs> although, although it was Chris that brought something up earlier. So. <laughs> um, right, so your atmosphere, tremendous, obviously. I mean, maybe you could hear, yeah. like, even before Can the game. Can I make one point about that, though? Was it the official attendance not something like 9,000? Aye, so what's happened to 3,000? So, you ever have to sort something out because they can't be saying one minute or oh, they're all about the fans no European Super League and this that and the next thing and then we suddenly we only get 12,500 which is you know fine for Covid reasons and all the rest of it but then suddenly 3,000 go missing probably because touts can't sell them that's ridiculous and there yeah. should be a there should be an easy way of finding out which tickets scan them which was sold mm-hmm. that went in and which didn't go in and then find out why and find them exactly oh, which email addresses didn't go to the game no, and find out that way. Why did I you get, not attend? I get tickets taken off me. I didn't go. Yeah, so that's the thing. And tickets was taken of... off people. Um, there was lots of people in the Scotland Supports Club um, that didn't get um, tickets. I, I was one of them. I didn't get. Um, I couldn't get apply for tickets in the Supports Club because I didn't have enough. I was just fortunate that Neil had a spare one that he kindly yeah. offered to me. Um, so I'm very lucky. But people at Laura who've been going for. The game's the same number of years as I have. Um, you know, couldn't get a ticket, and yeah, UEFA have completely balls that up. Balls up, yeah, balls that up, balls that up. Um, you try to get my right, so, I will do it later. We'll do it later. <laughs> um, what about yourself, Ross? Did you originally have like tickets for any of the games? No, I, obviously I, before COVID, I would have applied for some when it was like full capacity, but obviously everything kind of happening. Uh, I, I didn't bother. Obviously, I didn't think I would get one anyway. Yeah. Um, just be a case of if I was lucky enough to get a small one. But I mean, as I say, as a poor show, 3,000 people not kind of turning up or, or what. Like, there's, there's people. Who would... Because major competition. Like, I remember 98, I was seven. Seven, um, yeah. But I mean, just the whole build up um, and the height. I mean, I'll do it. People are trying to sell tickets for how much, but I'm, I'm just glad I got to see it, to be honest. Like, regardless of being there or not, I'm just glad I was able to sit and watch yeah, a yeah. major competition for the first time. Pro- it, properly, I, I can actually remember the whole kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I definitely, I. It's weird, like, because. When the original went on sale last year, like I went on the UEFA website and I think I applied for everybody country that was going. I think the only place yeah. I never applied for was Baku because, well, either mortgage. Well, I think Welsh fans have been paying about two grand to get there for the game. Um, never get a, a bean, never get an offer of any ticket. But as you've seen, some people are getting like three different tickets for different games and all that. You think, how does it work out? I don't know. Um, so who knows? But yeah, I. The tournament's well started today. It didn't finish for us. I think what if we had been interviewed earlier on, as I said, at four o'clock, I think we'd have been off. Typical Scotland and all that type of thing. But then see on reflection, and actually I was talking to my lad and his pal, and we're like, there was nothing between the teams. 
just they took chances we never. No, I totally agree. I think that I don't think we've played as bad as what people are making out. Like, there's it seems to be a big barrage of folk on Twitter kind of losing the plot. But I mean, we had more than enough chances to win that game. And I'm still, I don't know how we never scored. I think everyone's in the same boat. Like, how we never took at least one of those chances. Um, but to me, I think the lineup was kind of all wrong from the start. And I think everyone else is in, or I'd like to hope everyone else is in agreement with that point. Yeah, um, I think the whole country, yeah. I, I think it was. Sorry, I, I think we were talking about negativity coming creeping in. Unfortunately, that happened straight off with Keane Tierney not making it. And then, you know, everybody's like, oh, out of every, any player in that team, that's the one we probably could have done with the most. And then Clark decided to continue with three at the back. Yet, I thought three at the back was to make sure we get the best out of Tierney and Robertson. Mm-hmm. So I wondered. Uh, here's a quick thing with that, right? And I was talking again to kind of Malad and his son. Hendry obviously was getting more license to be the attacking over, overlapping or underlapping centre back, which did end up causing us a bit. But then Clark said, I think it was at 40, maybe 40 hours ago, he found out Tierney was unavailable, possibly. Do you not then try and do something different in case there's a plan B? Because even in the game later on, the subs, all the subs, and there was maybe kind of, you could class some of them as positive subs. But it was all kind of like for like. We didn't change formation. We didn't try and do anything different. And surely, I remember we seen it actually last week against Luxembourg. Was it no? Was, was it Luxembourg on Ellen? I'm trying to think which game he, he did change to four three three. No, no, in the friendlies. On the friendlies, did he? He changed to four three three in one of them. I can't. I think it was Luxembourg when Patterson came on. Ah, it would have been Luxembourg. Yeah. So he, he did change it, and you think, well, we've seen that four three three actually was quite positive, and it was working all right. So there's a plan B there, but. There was no plan B today. It just seemed like McTominay dropped back into midfield. McGregor came on, and we know that McGregor's not at the best of seasons, and I don't think it was the right sub. Adams, we all thought was, if it was a striker that was going to start, it should have been Adams in terms of the way that he's been playing. And also as well, I think he offers more as a solo striker against Dykes if you're playing, if that's what you're playing. Christie, ah, he's capable of magic, but I always Christie was getting asked to play as a striker as opposed to dropping... Deeper, I think. See the thing. See thing with. So. Yeah, see the thing with international football is things can change. I mean, seven months ago, Ryan Christie um, was in in good form for club and country. Um, so if this tour was played se- um, seven months ago, then I absolutely play Ryan Christie. But um, since then, he's not really done much, um, and he's not been he's not been good for Celtic. And when we played Adams and Dykes in the in the friendly against Luxembourg, that got me thinking we're going to go with that. And I don't know why he didn't. Yeah. He just, I don't know why he's went back to Christie. I mean, I, I know some international managers talk about loyalty to the players who got here. That's all well and good. But so much can happen in international football in a short space of time. And in that seven months, we've seen our goalkeeper, who was a national hero, drop to, couldn't even get in a derby team that nearly get relegated. Um, you know, you've had, um, obviously, McGregor's been overburnt since then. Um, I'll tell you a player who we really missed today, and that was Ryan Jack. Um, I said before to when he um, when he got injured that that was going to be massive. Blow. No one um, does what he does in that team, um, and I think had Ryan Jack been fit, Scott McTominay would have been the right centre back. Um, but um, as you say, I, when we were making the changes later on, I don't understand why McTominay dropped into defence. That we oh. could have went four three three at that point with the players that we had on. Exactly, but... and like other different like there's so many things like we look at. Um, go, back to, go, go, go back to go back to. 
the Marshall situation in terms of, you know, talking about the, I, I said in this very podcast in March that Serbia kind of was on the horizon of just being undroppable when we shouldn't be thinking that way. And he, he played in, in March, the, the kind of Israel games and stuff. And I wasn't convinced by him when I, when I saw him in his last competitive games. And it just kind of seemed to bear fruit today. Um, do, you, see, words, do you think he had a bad game though? I know there's the second <clears> goal, but he did make some good saves. No, I'm not saying... caught out a bit. He should have been that, a bit further that, back. But that last goal is still a, a, a bad, a very bad decision, you know, and, and that's that's that's, that's it, it's killed us. Now, I'm not blaming it all on Marshall. You know, I mean, it, we'll probably get to the goal later, but it wasn't all down to him. But that's still a significant reason for that going in is where he's positioned himself. And the other thing I would say is, I remember talking last week about playing Armstrong and we played Christie as well. We just don't get anything out of McGinn when we do that. We cut yeah. his legs off. And, and McGinn's best position is when he's further up the field. So, uh, again, John Drake, we missed Jack terribly. But we should have started, I think, even more so after the game, we should have started Gilmore in midfield with McTominay, keeping the ball, passing it around, and then McGinn further forward. Yeah, we probably yeah. Adams and... Um, Dykes and the problem is from the first minute when I was at the pub the Tartanami the, the Tartan fans that were in the pub with me were going to turn in against Dykes very quickly and that's a shame because I don't think you know I think he, he puts on he, put, he puts his all in I, I think the chance that he had you know the main thing I think when you're a striker in that position especially when you're a couple of goals down is get the shot on target he did that and the keeper saved it. I, I, mean, I, I can't have too many problems with that, to be honest. I think that was part of the difference as well. Their goalkeeper had an absolute blinder. Yeah. Um, you know, there's there's no question about that. I think Dykes should score, but I don't think he necessarily had a bad game. Um, and with regards to the system, um, the system is there, for, as you mentioned, Ella Scott, to get Tierney and Robertson in the team. And without Kieran Tierney there, it doesn't really work. Uh, I've got no issues with Liam Cooper. I thought Liam Cooper had a pretty decent game, actually. I think he's one of the better players. But he doesn't offer the same in the system that um, Kieran Tierney does. And and it's alarming that I was listening to Sports Sound on the way home from the game. Um, And Steve Clark, um, when he was asked uh, about Tierney being back on Friday, his reply was, um, don't get too excited. Now, that worries me, because that says to me that he's not making Friday. And if he's missing Friday, they've run big trouble. Or hopefully it's he's trying to fill the English. Hopefully. hopefully. Did, do, do we find out what's <laughs> actually wrong with him? What knock does he have? He know. obviously went into the end of the season. He was carrying knocks. Like, you remember yeah. at one point Arteta was like, he probably shouldn't have been in the squad. So maybe... I will. A lot of the managers down there. But, I mean, yourself, Ross, like selection, obviously you've spoken about the selection and things like overall your opinion overall though and everything like subs and everything what what's your perception on all or take on it nah, I, f- I think he, he played it's too conservative for me I'm, I'm not saying kind of first game major competition to go out and in fact well, I'm, I'm going to say it. I thought she was right for a the start like, you're at home do you know I mean uh, obviously Tierney missing's a big blow but kind of I just think I think I thought O'Donnell was kind of out of his depth totally 
I thought I've never been a big fan. Um, I'm not going to sit and like slate him, but I just he was just really poor. If you even put McGregor kind of right wing back, I know he's not really perfect in that position, but I think he would have done a better job than him. I think he would have been McGregor a bit more right wing back. Aye, just someday, someday else than him because Donald O'Donnell was just he was just so poor. Um, but I think I'm surprised Adams never started. Yeah, that was a big one, definitely. Instead of Christie, I think getting Adams up top, kind of get dates, putting balls to you know, it. was just it was a bit too, a bit too conservative for my liking. Um, and I think it introduced Adams, obviously, started oh, yeah. second half by that time. But yeah, to me, he should have just started up. But I mean, I, I, I know, I know you. Hmm. We've got a slight technical issue there. Hopefully, we'll get Ross back. Um, I am going back to the selection, I think, as well. You're giving what Nesbitt 12 minutes. You're giving, I think, now mind myself who the other sub was. Nesbitt looked lively when he came on again. I did, thought. yeah. Yeah, yeah Fraser and Forrest, I thought, did all right. Yep, well, yep. Did they get enough time? I don't know. As soon as it's 2 0, yeah, you, 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 you we had to at least make another, at least one other change. Um, and going back to Ross's point, I think unfortunately O'Donnell isn't probably at the top tier, which I think we all kind of knew anyway, but we've not got a huge amount of squad depth so, and he did really he, he did actually give, give him his due, get us there with certain moments um, during the qualification I'll be interested to see if Patterson gets more of a shout or is it against England again? Will Clark just be a bit more conservative? Is I think he might. Go, I think he might, maybe, be Forrest. bold and go with Forrest. Yeah, possibly. I just felt Forrest. Yeah. He did look lively. I know there's maybe you're going to have that wee doubt about what you're going to do defensively. I think that's a good game for Forrest as well. Yeah. I think he'd kind of show up well against England. I, th- I think again, we're back to what Ross said as well. Is we should have been a bit more gung ho. We're at home. Everybody in the nation was pushing us forward, and if you go out all guns blazing, then the Scotland fans won't, won't, you know, be pissed off by that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If you, if you go out by being attack minded and playing a few youngsters or whatever, you'll be forgiven. But I see if you go out because you've been a bit too conservative and you've made a, a couple of strange formation choices, that's when it becomes a wee bit harder. Aye, exactly, because effectively by playing Christie and Armstrong, you've got five central midfielders. Yeah, and and, we said and before he, when we played, remember we played Czech Republic, the home game, and uh, Ryan Fraser offered us width, gave us a bit of width there. And okay, I, I think we did say last week he's not going to start because he's not played much, but surely Fraser should be on earlier because you could see straight away after the first half Czech Republic knew exactly what was happening. The ball's going to go down the left for Robertson. Sure, but, that, but that was our only, only outlet. And Kufo uh, in the second half, basically, Czech Republic got a slight change. And Robertson still was a wee bit affected in the second half, but not to any extent because they knew nothing. Else, we had nothing else. 
he didn't have any other option at all. The other thing I don't understand is why don't we start Fraser, get an hour out of him, and try and put the game a goal up for us, and then become a bit more conservative, a bit, and try and hold on to a lead rather than throwing them on when we're two 0 down and you know we're just chasing our tails. You know, I mean, it, 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 you know, team selection just just had a lot of people baffled, including myself. I think Hendry again looks as if he's a player who hasn't had a lot of international football under his belt. Yeah. I don't think. You know, I, I don't want to slate him because I don't think he had that bad a game, but there was, again, a couple of mistakes. He looked a bit more like the Celtic player that, you know, that lost a wee bit of confidence at Celtic than he did look like he's been playing in Belgium. And that's that would be a worry. I would not I, I would probably drop Jack Henry for the England game. I think if we probably look, though, out with Marshall, Tierney, and it's then obviously Tierney never played today, Robertson McGinn, there's not much experience at international level in that squad. Forrest, we've got a really inexperienced team well, you, at international you've got level. You've got Fraser, yeah. It's not played a, Fraser's not, for all Fraser's been around the scene, he's not got that many caps. Yeah, he's been out been of squads for years. But you still, I suppose, you need these minutes, don't you? Like it's, and he's not, had, he's not had minutes. He's not had minutes. There's so many frustrations. Um, I think out with out with Marshall. Gordon's the only one that's gone beyond fifty caps. Marshall's still under fifty. Yeah. Um. Although he's been in the squad since two thousand four, obviously. Um. But you know, other than that, I think you're looking at um. Even Robertson, I think, has only just got to forty. Everyone else is around about you know the early thirties, and that's not a, oh, a yeah. lot when it's when you're talking about a team getting a major tournament. Yeah. Whereas a lot of the Czech players, I think, were hitting around the you know the fifty cap mark, etc. Um, but with regards to your point earlier um, about Forrest potential starting the, on Friday, um, <coughs> yeah, defensively he, he might be a bit suspect. But we're now in a position where we need to go in England to try and take the game to them if we can. So maybe it's a good thing to start Forrest. Although personally, I would have absolutely no qualms about throwing in Patterson because he's shown already in his relative um, early steps in his Rangers career. That he is not afraid. He's been thrown into big European games. He's not looked at a place. He's been in an old firm, ga- couple of firm games. He's not looked at a place. So I would personally go with the natural right back, right wing back. But yeah, um, I do agree about Adon. As, as I said before, I like Stephen Adon. I know I've been spoken to him as well. Um, but um, I, I do. Th- I would rather go with someone that's um, better for that position ultimately. And that's what I, we're judging. I suppose we've got to think as well from a point of view of like as fans. The occasion gets to you, right? So we're all, I mean, emotions probably up and down like a yo-yo this morning and maybe struggling to sleep. They are human beings as well. What were they like last night? Like, imagine they're getting messages left, right and centre from family, friends and all that type of thing. And much as you try and block out the media, you can't block out the media. There's been, and we all, we all were guilty of it ourselves. Oh, last week, but I could get the quarterfinals, we could do this, we could do that. Maybe has the occasion, maybe slightly got to some of the players. I think I think even the fact that so many people are kind of giving us a great chance to beat the Czechs as well. Because obviously you go into the England game, you go into the Croatia game, they're second favourites if you kind of look at paper. Um, although I think we could get someone out of Croatia, I don't think they're great to be honest, but I think kind of being labelled, right, we're at home, first game, Against Czech Republic, I mean that's it is a must win when you kind of yeah. look at the rest of the group. So as you say, it might have might have played a wee part 
But as you say, everyone's it's just natural to be you'd be absolutely terrified kind of walking at Hamden today, like having the kind of hopes of a nation on you. But as was, that's just it's just one of those just Scotland. That's it. See, I wonder then that's what I was thinking about Gilmore. And the more I think about it, the more I think of Patterson as well. They both believe in themselves, they both get the same mentality, they be brought up together and it's obviously rubbed off for each other. They they handle that pressure, you know, as John said, the Rangers with ever Patterson's played. He's done really well. He's just came in and just went, right, this is my position, this is what I do. And it's so much so that they're now trying to figure out a plan, according to Karen McAllister, they've got one to play both him and Tavernier together. <laughs> so Gilmore's the same, anything that Gilmore's been asked to play for Chelsea, he's come in and he's done it. He, whatever the hula have, whoever they're playing against, the, whether it's Man City, Everton, whoever, well, he does whoever he's up against, he just plays his game. And, you know, I wonder if, you know, because they're young, you know, that's what uh, Craig Brown said uh, the other week as well. They just play their game. They just they, they don't let that get into them as much. Yeah, I suppose the problem is, and they are great and they have got that belief, but I suppose Clark's maybe looking at it as they don't have, much as they've impressed in these big occasions, they just don't have maybe quite enough club minutes and that's what he's thinking, but... That's probably what Clark's thinking. That's what you're thinking from Clark's point of view. Because everyone wanted Gilmer to start today. I think if there was one, you could maybe accept it, don't know or think of it more. But Gilmer was the one that we want, because we've seen Gilmer make such an impact last week in the friendly and just look like he could give us something different. The fact Jack's out and Gilmer is someone that can that can do that. He can make space, he can create space, he can, but he can do other things. He can. I wonder if that knock to Gilmer was the thing that kind of Decided it that he was going to start him. Well, so. just because he, he did get the he did get the, the full length of time that he was meant to, and he, he then had to come off and stuff. I, I just wonder if he just protect them for an extra extra game for us to, uh, for him to score a win against England. Well, that's the that's the hope. I think that's the master mm. plan. Master plan. The thing is, as we spoke about last week, using the Michael Owen example. I mean. Um, Glenn Hoddle at the start um, went, we tried and trusted his experience. It didn't quite work. And then he just says, right to hell, I'm, just, I'm going to put my clone on. And it, it worked um, a wee bit better, obviously. And sometimes that's what you need to do. I mean, you, you can say about lack of experience at a national level, etc. But, you know, they're going to be surrounded by players with international experience. You know, um, John McGinn's got over 30 caps, I think. Um, you know, Billy Gilmore will be fine along with someone like that in the team. You know, um, and same with Nathan Patterson. He's got um, some guys in defence who've got international experience behind them. I think um, these guys could potentially be fine um, if you just let them you know, be free because they're going to have less fear than some of the more experienced guys in the park. Yeah, I'm just trying to get in Clark's mind. That's what I'm, I'm I know. thinking from Clark's I'm trying to get all that. I know, I know. Because we, we do. We did all want Gilmore. And, but to not even, for him, not even come on, I, I don't get it. I know he's only new. He's new, but it's new to the squad and all that. But he just he can make that difference. Turn, even Turnbull, old like Brennan Turnbull, someone that can make a yeah. difference. A pass in the final third, something different. Because we just, why, I hate, I hate seeing us being so predictable. It's, yeah. Why did they it's, play we have got Mc, talent? We've got. Why did they play on McGregor? What was he yeah. actually hoping for in that decision? Uh, given happy, McGregor's happy given McGregor's form, it, it, you know, it, it's just kind of. Loyalty. That's the only thing that I can see. The kind of that's what I'm used to. 
turn around, who, who, who can I see on the bench that I'm used to? McGregor. And I'm like, you know, if, you, if you're not going to start him, then there's no point in bringing him on. He's a kind of player who kind of control things. I think with Gilmore, we saw that against Luxembourg. He's not seen, seen enough of that maybe at Chelsea, but we saw against Luxembourg, he can attack, he can go forward, he can create momentum. And I think that's that was the kind of decision I, I kind of queried the most when it came to the subs. Yeah. I, I was adamant he was coming off the bench today to make an impression and then potentially put him in the, himself in the frame for the England game. But he's probably not. Is he now in the England frame? Because he, he never even featured today. So you think he's probably not going to be... I don't, know. I, don't know if, I don't know if anybody in the midfield, you know, I'd say McGinn and McTominay will still stay in, but does anybody else have an automatic right to start the England game? I don't think so. But then is he shown by bringing McGregor on is that it's going to be McGregor that's going to come back in the well, team? Possibly, possibly. But again, did he show anything when he came on that merited that either? I'll tell you someone who um, didn't merit um, we're placing Friday and that's sure Armstrong's disappointed by him again. I don't think he fits this system. You know, we talk about systems and how, how they fit certain players. I, since we've went to this um, back, back five or back three, whatever you call it, I've yet to see him perform in the Scotland shirt. Um, I don't think against he's... Netherlands, actually, but... He played okay in that game, aye. Um, but, no, that's it. I'm not being disrespectful. That's a friendly when there's less pressure on Um it's different pressure playing a European Championships or a World Cup qualifier because he wasn't great in that Austria game either. Yeah. Um, and, you know, loyalty is a good thing in football, but it can also be a hindrance. Um, look at Alex Ferguson with Jim Leighton. He was very loyal to Jim Leighton up to a point and then realised, if I don't make this change, I might lose my job. Don't talk about Jim Leighton. When yeah, I, was, I was just about to say, listen, Alex Ferguson made the right decision and how Craig Brown yeah. did he make that same decision in '98. Just but again, awful. he made that decision in 96, Scott, and it proved to be the right decision. Yeah, um, exactly, so. 100%. And I'm not saying he should have played Gorham, but there's probably Neil Sullivan that should have come in or something should have happened. But it just wasn't, listen, don't. But, but we do have some good news. We do have some good news about Tom Boyd and you. Yeah, yeah. Have, like buddies now, aren't you? We're not buddies, but I have rewatched the after watching the Mr. Brown's Boys. I do feel as though Tom Boyd maybe harshly was overstated by me. So there we go. So if you listen, Tom. A slight ball. If you listen. Although you should have maybe just caught the ball, Tom, and just taken the hit. But never mind. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, go back to, to the, today's game. Armstrong, both Armstrong and Christie just went missing far too many times. They, when they had the ball, they seemed to do okay with it. But in, in that way that you, you touch it, pass it on. It, it, there was nothing. They, they weren't driving forward enough. They weren't being creative, and that again, just just didn't seem to fit a system. And that's it's just it, it, it just in the pub. It just got lower and lower. The kind of morale just got lower and lower as the game got on. And that was, there, was, that, there was two. Was there was two things. Yeah, end up having to buy it out at the West, and it's. <laughs> no, that, was, that was hard to tell you that much that was hard with the old uh, <laughs> Get it code. I think I had to give them a shoe size at one point just to get a paint I was giving them all sorts of details <laughs> there was two things I know that Chris did today one that he had a pretty decent run and then Stephen O'Donnell got in the way which yeah, probably yeah. summed up that day and then he did actually on the chance for Andy Robertson now it's a decent save but I think Robertson should be doing much better from there yeah, yeah. I, thought, I thought he was going to just like, lash it in like yeah 
Why not? I was ready. I was off the couch. Uh, that, that is the that is the sign of a player who's just not used to being in that position enough. And he's because he's side footed it. He's leaning back slightly. The keeper has got touch on to, to to put it over. But at the, again, when we're talking about being nervous ourselves, and these players are just humans as well. That is a human moment. That is when it just panic probably sets in and excitement sets in. You think, oh my God, I've just scored a goal at the Euros for Scotland at my home stadium, the place that I grew up in. And by the time you saw all that, it's gone over the bar. Do you know what's interesting? And John, you wouldn't have got to see this in the build-up, but Ellie Barber interviewed him beforehand. But obviously it was from like a few days back. It was pretty similar to that goal we scored against East Sutherland. In terms of in terms of angle, could have done it again. The biggest uh, biggest very, stage. That was very interesting, but it never happened. So it's oh. the BBC um, studio um, for that they used for the game was just not far behind where we were sitting for the game. So you could actually see, like, um, well, with, um, when the group chat we tagged, um, we said to Donald, there's Mary Wilson, but it was actually Shelley Kerr. <laughs> <laughs> Ross, if you listened last week, you'll know what we're talking about. If not, then that's just a tumbleweed for you. <laughs> okay, well, let's fill you in. Right, so Donald, one of the guys that sometimes are regular, semi-regular in the podcast, is managing to work at Euro 2020 doing accreditation. And he was kidding on, throwing out names, like saying that he's given accreditation for everyone. So whether it's like Jonathan Sutherland, Darren Fletcher, or Mary Wilson from Catering. So basically, this person obviously does not exist. Well, as far as no, 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 I think she does. And effectively, Donald was slagging off the catering at Hamden, saying that it was poor. Now, from what he told us, it's lasagna. Lasagna's good, better than John's playing ham sandwich. <laughs> like, come on here, let's compare. So we have been saying that um, he's going to get the shits from Mary Wilson, but actually maybe Mary Wilson has got a side job in a kebab shop. She's got Mitch Donald and Chris up, and Chris has taken a hit for Donald. See, that's why this needs to be a, a vodcast rather than a podcast, because that's what's happened. Yeah. So he's, well, he's, I, got a, I, just... I, I have had like requests for like us to put out a video, but does anyone want to watch us for like two and a half hours? We could pick out parts of it, I think, because we, we we can be funny at times. I struggle to watch you for two and a half hours. So, Aye, unless I got my side. People are cutting it in an hour, maybe. Unless I got my salt tire out. Salt tire out, then all the range, all banging. Um, with that, so yeah, so that that's Mary. Um, so I'm full then. I know me. Aye, it's only fair. Um, aye, so. I seen I seen the Czech manager getting all uppity and saying that we were a long ball long ball merchants and all the rest of it. As if his team were any fucking good. Well, they took their chances, right? Fair play or the second chance. You know, you know, kind of gifted it. You know, who who do they think they're kidding? They were just as fish or as good as we were, whatever way you went to look at it. You know, and I, I don't remember too many long balls. In, in terms of like being, oh my god, look how many! I know the first times that we did kind of launch up the dikes, but I think, yeah, uh, I think he needs to wind his neck in a wee bit. What, like, tell us what you said on Twitter. Uh, what did I say on Twitter? It was a Rolf Harris impersonator, impersonator or something like that. And I mean, uh, what else did I say? I wasn't as if they were Barcelona in the build up for the second goal. To, to be, I to be fair as well. Obviously, we were doing a wee build up and all that before the game, the positivity. We're getting a tune on and all that type of thing. I did. I was tempted to like um, link in Kieran. You know Kieran that noised up the Czech fans last time. Remember? 
he was he had the ball in the palm of his fingers. Kieran Aston, no, I've seen it. You must have remembered it from when we played him before. But I did put up a wee goal square goal for the Czech. I was ready for a square goal for the Czech fans on Twitter, but we never got it. And we never really got it in the pitch either. I actually thought it would be quite a bit of niggle, but it was it wasn't a I thought the game, which I was kind of disappointed. I thought you won. That was probably the best thing O'Donnell did. He would give somebody a right good kick in the touchline. Aye. And it just like, kind of, that's us here. And then that was it. I mean, that, that's all the one I can actually remember. Like some of the referee was pretty poor. The 80th minute or something like that. Like, it's somebody, it's, it was a cup final today, in effect. Fucking get into them. Right. I agree, Scott, about the referee. I think the referee was definitely probably the worst of the refs that we saw. So, so that's not saying that the referee costs us the game. No, that's not that's not the case at all. But it was just stupid little things like, um, you know, like whenever we went to take a quick free kick, he would stop it. Um, there was an incident that, that towards the end of the first half, we were building, we were about to take a throw, and he stopped it because it was just on the back of the McTominay. Was it a penalty? Not a penalty thing. He stopped it for whatever reason. Because I think the Czech player had wind, and then of course we've lost a bit of momentum, and Czechs are back into position. Just little things like that were just so irritating. Did you say yeah. we had wind? I thought it was Denmark that had him. That's that joke they were telling you about earlier that nobody reacts to. Oh, Lord. Right, so aye, let's try and get a positive way back. We're playing England on Friday, we're going to Wembley. We've got a good record at Wembley, kind of, in recent times. Line up. So, but it'll be three five two again, won't it? Or three four three? Sorry, three four two one. Are we going for um what we think will be the lineup? Or let's go for what we want. Let's go for what we want. What does it? And is this on the the basis that Tierney's fit? Yes, everyone's available. Right. Keeper. Scott. Marshall only in the basis that it was just that one mistake, and I'll give him another another. But it did remind me too much of Jim Leighton that fucking mistake. So he better watch himself. Oh, and you're joining the the F crew, John. <sighs> Probably for the same reasons. Um, I'm gonna keep. I would keep faith with Marshall, and also because Gordon, no disrespect, has been playing championship football all season. Okay, Ross. I am pretty much inclined to go for Marshall as well. Like, apart from that, being prime Manuel Neuer in the fucking halfway line, um, I don't think he had a bad game. <laughs> yes, you joined the F2 straight <laughs> I know, sorry. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> um, but no, I think, as, as John said, Gordon, uh, you kind of chuck him in against England. McLaughlin, as of a sack, is a brilliant keeper, but he's not had much game time recently, so I'd go for Marshall as well, reluctantly. Okay, so we're assuming it's going to be roughly the same formation. It might be slightly different. So we're assuming a three. It'll be a three. Yeah? Yes. Everybody's fit, yeah. Yep. So right centre back. Uh, Ross, I'll let you go first this time. Uh, I don't think. Is it Henry played right centre back today? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, focusing it, it was a shot, but I mean, I don't know why, why focusing that it was, it was his fault. And I, I would have been for that shot. Why not? He scored against Holland. I'd, I'd, I'd go for him. I think the lineup is to me, I say, looking from kind of Clark's point of view, I think a lot of it is going to be roughly the same. Um, right. So I'd, I'd probably go for him. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. John, <coughs> would you think, do you think he'll get the nod again or not? See, I, um, I, yeah, I think he will. I think he will probably play. Um, 
you know, whether there's a temptation to drop McTominay back in there and bring in someone like a Gilmore into midfield. That could be the only um, curveball. Um, but probably likely will be Hendry. Um, and if we're talking about someone who can play a bit more football, um, you'd have him over some of the others in there. I'm not criticising like say Grant Hanley, who I thought was okay today, but Grant Hanley is better when you're just asking him to defend. Yeah, by Grant Hanley was shown boss a pace that we've never seen before. I thought he was I, a I think Grant Hanley's been good actually since he came back in the squad and That's what I'm saying. Hanley had a good game like, today. Yeah, yeah, man, yeah. I'm oh, I'm just thinking about like you know how all the a lot of people just go on his past, like uh, uh, Chris hates him. Aye, Chris isn't a fan. Aye, Scott, right centre park. I'm going to go with Hanley because I think Hendry, I was too nervous for my liking today. I think people would, Ross saying, you know, I don't mind him having a shot. He was a wee bit too far out and never actually got the ball off the deck as well. So it was, it was, and O'Donnell was free on the right. It was Perfectly just to keep a kind of build up going, put it into the right. And, you know, what happened was you hit a shot, you don't leave, the shot doesn't leave the ground, you hit it off the first defender, and then the breakaway is there. And obviously, Marshall's having a chat to the centre midfielder, and the, the, games are go, the games are gone. So, but what I was the tell- chat when he asked about John Hannon's butt lunch? Hmm? The chat that they were having on the pitch was they asking about. Oh, they actually, they couldn't believe there was no cheese in it. If we're on the food trail, it's only fair. I said I had pies, like you were at West and you were excited about your beers and your burger. What was a burger? Uh, well, it's just a, that, a ham, hamburger. Eh? It was nice, it was good. It was like a oh, yeah, wait, wait, wait a minute, you're yeah, slagging off man. John for just having a ham sandwich and you just said that a hamburger. What do I mean? Did it have like sauce or anything on it is what we're trying to establish here. Oh, there was sauce and there was uh, salad, salad and sauce and oh, I said, yeah, pretzel bun. If you give me fucking two minutes to answer, I would have fucking given you. You said a hamburger though. Hamburger? What do you mean? That's what it says in the fucking menu. What do you want me to say? Plain hamburger. What do you want me to say? It was on the menu. Hamburger. Hamburger. Can we go back quickly to the... The goal, oh, as much as we're um, slating Hen- Henry and Marshall, etc., you've got to say that is a, a brilliant hit from the oh, boy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Arguably, goal. See if that was one of our players, we'd be saying, Oh, what a genius, um, what a stroke of genius that was. Um, and, the the and weird thing is, in the crowd, when he hit it, I said, That's getting in. <laughs> I think oh, he, yeah, you, you could spot it you, I, I, from where you were, John. I bet you could have spotted that as soon as it, as soon as it left his foot. Mm-hmm. And, he he'd already seen Marshall doing where Marshall was in the first half. He came out and said that, and I, I, yeah, I think there's one of the angles, and he he quickly looks up before he hits the shot as well. So again, as a goalkeeper, you shouldn't be stuck in the same position all the time. You you have to be kind of Robert, so people don't catch out that way. Um, can, can but I just yeah, an amazing hat, amazing hat. Yeah. With, with regards to, there was a, um, Stephen Thompson was interviewing, um, like, I can't remember the boy's name who scored, but he, he was interviewing and says, Stick. did you see, Stick. yeah, that's right. Um, I, he actually asked the question, did you, did you see him off his line? What an absolutely stupid question that is. You're not going to try that if you think the goalkeeper's in his goal. <laughs> yeah, oh, right on his line. I'm close to the F-bomb there with that, because that really annoyed me. That's just, get it out. 
the F, not anything else, because we come on. No. Like, uh, I, I feel that Ross, as a person that's got a bit of a East Coast accent, could <laughs> give us the headline that's going to be in the paper tomorrow, which is surely, I, I'm going to say it in a Western voice, Scotland, shickened. But you being from there, I want to be Sean Connery, Scotland, oh. shickened. No pressure. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Scotland, shickened. Uh, oh, that wasn't too bad, actually. Anyone else want to go from the no. website? Scotland stickened. <laughs> <laughs> I think they would just want website. What does she buy website? No, I'm not, I'm not doing it again. John, you want to pass? No. No. You could say who was the winner. So. Aye, that was right centre back. Right centre centre back, and right centre back, Hanley. I'm going Hanley, right centre back, and I'll say centre centre back. I would go Cooper. Cooper because I think against Harry Kane, against probably Sterling, Foden, who are all going to interchange because I think Kane and only a half hour, but I heard Kane was going to drop in deep like he was been for Tottenham. Sterling and Foden making the inside run and all that. I think you need Cooper who's got a bit more mobility and a bit cleverer. So Cooper is my centre centre back. I would agree with that. Um, as harsh as it could be on Hanley or Hendry, um, I thought Cooper played well today and he played well against the Netherlands in that friendly. He said a great season will ease him. You know, we're talking about um, you want someone in there who knows what it's like to play against the likes of Harry Kane and yes. Liam Cooper's done that this season. Um, Grant Hanley, as good as he's been the championship, remember, he's a captain of a championship winning team, yep. but he's not had that exposure this season. And um, Scott and we were talking about this before the podcast. Leeds had a really good record against the top six or seven in the league last year, uh, including Spurs World there. I think Spurs finished, was it fifth or six? Maybe. Six, I think. England. Um, so, yeah. Cooper. I, would, I would agree. So I'd, I'd, Cooper and Hanley were two of our better players today, so I'd keep them, uh, Hanley on the right, Cooper in the centre. Yep. Ross? No, I totally agree. No okay. change for me. And yep. then Tierney's at the left. We don't need to ask that question. Robertson's left wing back. So, right, right wing back, John. Nathan Patterson. Right, okay. Uh, Ross? I don't know why I said McGregor earlier, um, but no, I, I would go for Patterson. I'd just give him a start again, no fear. Um, just let him, let him go for it. Okay. I think I know what you are in Scott. Stephen O'Donnell. <laughs> no, Patterson, Patterson all day long okay. for me, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you're going to say Forrest, didn't you? Yeah, I don't know whether I'm going to slightly go on with what I think Clark will do, but also well, what Forrest was impressive. Do? Forrest was impressive. Yeah, and no, it's... I think, yeah. I think I would go with Forrest, yeah. Right, but when we start the base of midfield, I'm going Gilmer. And that's maybe why I'm not picking Parson because maybe it's too much putting the two of them in. But Gilmer, I think... Definite. He has to. Yep, I've got Gilmore in my starting 11 as well. Have you done a wee picture again? Yeah, well, I've done the wee thing, the tactics there, so. Is it the Rolf Harris picture? The Rolf Harris <laughs> picture? Not, he's not doing Rolf Harris pictures. <laughs> I was just wondering something earlier. Uh, when Scott was slagging off the check, manager, uh, being like Rolf I, Harris. I did not do Rolf Harris pictures, fortunately. Okay. So Gilmer, 
John. Yeah, I'm picking Gilmore Gil as well. Yep, Ross. Gilmore. Right, so we're all in the Gilmore. Happy yep. Gilmore train. Come on. It's my fantasy oh, football yeah. team name is Happy Gilmore, which I thought was very good. Um, the other two in midfield, are, well, it's McGinnon, McTominay. Yeah. I would have McTominay beside Gilmore and then McGinn forward. Aye, yeah, we're all in there, but we all agree they're all in. Aye, okay. Aye. And then it's are we a two or are we a one off a one? I'm a two. Um, Dates and um, Adams. I've got I've got a, I, I had that originally, and then I scored Dates out, and then I've put Forrest in. So they're beginning Forrest playing behind Adams. Right. Okay. But let Forrest just roam around, keep getting him again more central, because yeah. there's certain games you just I just got to be. Suspicion that Forrest could just turn it on and just really surprise people in defences, especially. I know we talk about, you know, Cooper knowing Kane and things like that, but the English team don't really know Forrest as well because he plays for Celtic and stuff like that. And I think sometimes he's a bit deceptive with his pace and his trickery and stuff. So I would have, yeah, Forrest and McGinn playing just behind Adams. Hey, Ross? Uh, I'd have Dykes and Adams up top. Um, I thought when Adams came on, I had a feeling it was kind of going to change. And he seemed obviously really up for it. So, I mean, just start him and see what I can do for the off. Aye. And again, their centre-backs, their weakest part of their team, England, without a doubt. There's obviously going to be doubt about whether does Harry Maguire come into the team? Is he fit for the game? <laughs> or did England think they can probably save him for maybe later on if necessary? And in that case, Stones and Mings. Stones is good. I, I do like Stones, but I think having Mings beside him, I don't think that gives you... If you're an England fan, I don't think you'd be that confident. I think a lot of the England fans were saying if Maguire doesn't start, you'd actually have Ben White in ahead of um, Mings. So... I think the thing with Stones as well is he's always prone to just having an off night. You, you know, he's not... Is consistent yet, even you know what Pep wants from, him, and that's why you see him kind of during the season. You'll just leave him for a good chunk of the season because he's just not been consistent enough. So you're kind of hoping for that off night from him. Mings, I think Mings is probably better than people give him credit for. I think that's why Gareth Southgate plays him. But again, I don't think he's got a lot of international experience, and you know it wouldn't be you know as I said in the the previous rule. That is their weakest position. Doesn't matter who's fit. I think defence and goalkeeper still suspect. Yeah, I, t- I tell you something. We were talking last week about guys like Foden and Mason Mount, but um, the guy that impressed probably the most on Sunday was uh, Calvin Phillips. The Leeds, yeah. he looked uh, really good. Good pass for the goal. You, you, you're like jumping ahead here with my script, John. <laughs> this kid's got a mate who's a Leeds fan who probably would have um, wanted me to mention that. So what's that? I've got a mate who lives nearby who's a Leeds fan. I know I've I've got a, a kind of soft spot for Leeds. I used to like them back in the day, and I've kind of enjoyed watching them again under Biesla. Um England didn't want Phillips. Most of England fans didn't want Phillips or Sterling starting. Just shows maybe us football fans don't know everything. Well, England fans don't know everything. Well, that's all that shows. Adams has to start for me, yeah. um, and I'm in a quandary as opposed to whether could. Adams play with Fraser up front. Maybe. It could maybe work in terms of just... Because Adams have got pace, Fraser's got pace. 
defenders hate playing against playing against pace, and I do think we need at least someone who is going to get in behind their fullbacks, especially as Walker. Like Walker likes to be high up the pitch; he's got a lot of pace. Um, Trippier is good. I think Trippier is a player that's underrated for them. Um, but do you think? Do you think they'll go with the same formation against us as they did against Croatia? I. I think they'll go four at the back, or I think they'll go three at the back. I think they will um, stick with the four, kind of two, one, three, whatever you want to call it. Whether they start both Rice and Phillips, I don't know. But at the same token, I think Southgate's the kind of guy that he's pragmatic and he knows he wants that. It's our midfield strong, so I think he will go the same again. The only question mark I've maybe got is will they put in Grealish instead of Foden? Maybe. Mm-hmm. That, that's the only change I think might happen. I'm not sure. Um, I, I think that that team that he picked, that certainly that formation, was to nullify Croatia and try to get the best out against an aging Croatia team. And I don't know, maybe, you know, I still think he likes a three at the back. I think it gives him a bit more security. I think, he, I think, I think he's quite think if Maguire's definitely I think if Maguire's definitely available, then you'd be looking at that the playing the three at the back. I think you might say save the three at the back for um, um when they come up against your big hitters. <laughs> against your big hitters like so, you know, like so France and Belgium, etc. if they get, make them deep in the competition. But if Southgate to be fair is very flexible. I mean three years ago he had the three, but then by the Nations League came he, he went to four. So he does let a change and it shows he's flexible. And I wish Clark would be a wee bit more like that. Um yeah. now listen, the four the four of us are on a podcast for a reason and Steve Clark's a manager for a reason, so I'm not criticizing Steve Clark the first Aye, man. It's we don't have friends in football. Doing, but... We don't have friends in football like they do. Yeah. Yeah. We've never been given a chance, John. That's what the well, reason yeah. is, right? <laughs> yeah, nobody's looked at our chat manager O one oh two record and... <laughs> Yeah, and by the way, by, my record was up there. But oh, Freddie Ardu, like, oh, he's Freddie Ardu is winning one player every year. Terrible West. What's that turned out? Terrible West, aye. Yeah. But no, I mean, but the, the end of the day, I was like three or something like that. See, I, yeah. one of those things, everyone goes on about 0-1-0-2, oh, and I don't know why. I must have missed that kind of generation and then skipped to like 0-3-0-4. Oh, oh, and then uh, LME manager. I, I used to love LME. That's LME like, manager. Ah, that's going back old school as well. Uh, See when I speak to people and they're like, LME manager? What's that? And I'm like, fucking hell, I'm old. Like, that's I do me. remember um, it. I do remember it. Uh, that was kind of my, but no, a chat man and two managers. That's, that's, that's a podcast on itself, to be fair. John's, oh, yeah, John's, John's going on about how they you know this, that, and the next thing. But, you know, Freddie, they must have been about 10 or 12 15, or something. 15. No, not in 2001, 2002. Maybe, but I must have been. What age is it? Well, Google one. I'm pretty sure that was 2001, 2002. Yeah, the, the other ones I remember, Kim Carlson, I'm pretty sure, was 2001, 2002. Yeah, and so the Swedish market was a really good league. Kennedy, Barkley, Oglu. Kennedy, Barkley, Oglu. Kennedy, Barkley, Oglu. He's 32. Is that what he is? Uh, two, yeah. aye, aye. No, no, so you made these two, 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 two,
Um, is it Willie Howie as well? Patrick Thistle. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Mark Kerr. A few times that I played it, he was the one that I signed. Very few times that I played it. But that's. Uh, Aberdeen's worst ever captain. We'll move on. So, England, Croatia, the other game, I only seen half an hour of it. By all accounts, well, what I've heard, though, England were overly impressive. But no, it, wasn't, it, was a weird, it was a weird game. It was a. Again, I think they kind of build up the hype for it. Um, obviously, the whole English stuff. But no, nah, it was it wasn't the best of games. I mean, they've obviously seen that as their kind of toughest fixture of the well, of the group stage. Um, they've went and got a kind of standard win, and that's it. Like, I mean, <laughs> Gareth Southgate's watched that day and probably been like, "Oh well, they could probably try and." defeat us kind of fair but I mean we've just got to go in and just take the game to them as John said earlier and you never know we've got a chance See the only problem is if we take the game to them which I'm all for but then we leave a wee bit of space at the back yeah. that's where they're probably at the best because they've got this speed they've got the players that can you know get those through balls into difficult areas for us and then Gade's always going to score against us, so I just, it's uh, a hard one. I just think it's a chance that we've kind of got to take, otherwise... Oh, 100%. Is it going to just kind of sit back, try and take, be pragmatic, try and get a point? And if you get a point, if you go, obviously, against Croatia, you win that four points, it's probably... Chances are you're going to be one of the best fourth-place teams. I mean, is that the way he's kind of looking at it now? I think I only one team has ever not qualified with four points since yeah, they've I had this kind of setup. Four points is obviously that, place then. Kind of, that barrier, obviously that barrier, that kind of minimum that you need. But, but I mean, that's, I don't know. Uh, yeah, uh, to me, I said I'd go for it. But I mean, uh, as I said, we're, all, we're sitting on a podcast here, we're not managing the national team. So uh, it's easy for us to say. But Maybe next campaign, like, we'll, we'll get there. Um, in terms of, I think, but uh, I, I would imagine it's going to be England who are to come at us and we sit in and try and counter, but I think that maybe might, depending on personnel, might suit us. Um, I suppose it depends. Well, you maybe just go, just, why don't we just go 2 3 5? Old school. <laughs> England will not be expecting that, will they? There we go. 2 3 5, boom. Start, Five, no. Eight, no. Start the game like the, the mighty ducks and then just run up. Score a goal and then just camp ourselves it's difficult. I mean, the, the things that we've got to um, consider here, I mean, there could be a situation where um, three teams could have three points because Croatia could win on Friday and we could win um, next week. And then it comes down to things like goal difference. And we're already in the back foot because we've lost two of the checks. So um, the way I'm looking at it is um, we need to get something at Wembley and we definitely need to beat Croatia regardless. Um, but I think we're going to need the minimum four points to give ourselves a chance. Um, Will that be enough? Probably will. But I mean, some of the results in other games have been, I face so it may well be that I think there's going to be a few, um, a, at least three teams have four points in the third place. Yeah, but, the way some results are going. Well, you see, like, 
North Macedonia doing well in their game. I know they didn't win, but or get any points. But they've turned up. You know, Wales have got a point in their group. Sweden got a point with Spain today. Four points does seem to be the kind of marker. I think really to to try and and, and even with that, it still might not be good enough. What was the score by way Spain? Sweden? No, no. Oh, no, 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 first no, 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 German. I read in the BBC website Spain had 915 passes and 85% possession. I can all imagine what's been happening. If it's been if it's been Spain of um, you know, the 2018 World Cup, they've just passed the ball and not had a shot. So oh, watching Aberdeen. No, the, the first half they were having they had a couple of good efforts yeah. as well. I've not seen any of the game, Scott, so the, I can't comment. The, the, uh, I didn't concentrate, obviously, in the second half, but the, the first half they, they did create chances. Marata missed a Marata missed a sitter. Yeah, Marata missed and a I good chance. It. I mean, he misses sitters all the time, so... Yeah. But it's in... I think Koki had one just over the bar and somebody else said that it was a good save from Olsen. But uh, they must have just camped themselves into the passing game for the second half because I can't believe they could have created more chances and no score again. Or no score at all, so... It has up to all today been an entertaining... Maybe up to that game been a very entertaining tournament, I think. Generally, it's been, it's for, been a, for a match day one. That's what I think they call it now. I, match day one. It's yeah. obviously the, the the Christian Eriksen things has put a wee bit of a kind of a, a very sad noise. But it's hard to get that day was just so hard to try and get back into football and you know even the, the Belgian game afterwards and ridiculously they played the the Finnish and Denmark game. Uh, but apart from apart from that, the football's been good. Yeah, see, see that um, on on that the um the the Denmark game. I, I know the um, Denmark players said that they wanted to continue, and it's hard to um when you're trying to make the right decision argue with 22 players um who are all saying that they want to go back in the pitch. But when you think <laughs> it really should have been taken out of their hands a bit because yeah. Denmark's uh, you can tell that the Denmark players weren't fully concentrated. Now, no goalkeepers make mistakes, but Casper Schweikel. You could tell that he was not fully focused. The penalty miss, that's an appalling penalty from someone that's not um, focused. Do you know the sad thing? Obviously, the, the, the saddest things about Christian Eriksen, I'm glad he's okay now, but the other sad thing about this, this was a big day for Finland. The first time the, their men's national team's played at a major tournament, they've won the game, played well to win the game, but that's paled rightly into insignificance because of what's happened, but I do feel for them in that way. Yeah, the other sad thing I feel as well, and I was... I, I, for once, I felt fortunate enough to miss a game because I was, I was away and I heard you guys saying, and I was like, "What's going on?" Checking my phone, and it, like something like this, it takes something like this to unite the football community. And football community is good at seeing these tough circumstances or try or something bad happens. We can be brilliant. That's where the football community just comes into its own. But can we not just always be like that in terms of other issues that we've obviously got in the game just now, like the whole racism and have other things. We've got our own problems in Scotland and stuff like that. Like, so out of something bad came a positive thing that the football community were all like. But the problem is society split. Yeah. So many ways that it's not just football. It, you know, it's a society, an, an issue within society. Um, and even, you know, even when you say, oh, look, football's come together. There was a team down south who had the um, defibrillator smashed up. I've seen that. Some yeah, of that was a couple of hours after after the, the, the Danish game. So there's just always going to be that kind of rogue element, unfortunately. What I will say, um, 
I mean, we, we, immediately when you see what happened to Ericsson, um, you think of instances like Antonio Puerta, Mark Vivian Poy and Phil O'Donnell. If there's any legacy from what happened to those guys is that there's more people um, there's more um, people who are medically trained at the stadium. There's more um, defibrillators, at, um, not even just football grounds, even like training centres, etc. Yeah. Like where I play football on a Friday night, there's something there. But And also, I think more players are even becoming medically trained. Look at Simon Kier, the yeah. way he reacted. Gave that boy CPR and stops and swallowing his tongue. He doesn't do that. Ericsson's not here today. Or unlikely to be. Um, so I obviously he's in a stable condition by all accounts and full recovery, hopefully. Yeah. And... I know. But whilst whilst we're on the subject of sad news, it's great that Christian Eriksen did um survive, but unfortunately a former guest of um this show, a recent guest actually, um lost his life last Thursday the name of Andy Patterson. I interviewed him for, he was from MFC podcast, interviewed him on the thirtieth Scottish Cup anniversary special um feature model. He he was on with a fellow fan Scott. Um in a programme also featured uh, Jock Brown and Ian Ferguson. Just talked great happy memories but Motherwell's run to the cup final and the memories of the day. Came across a lovely guy. So um yeah, thoughts um go out to Andy and his fa- um, Andy's family at this sad moment. So we were almost at the end of the the first match day. Do we have any difference of opinion now in terms of who might win it? Or still too early? I'm still sticking with Belgium at this rate and um, I don't think they were brilliant on Saturday night against Russia, but I didn't think they had to be. Um, They dropped a level and said, to Russia, you know, they were all, it was almost as if they were conserving energy. And this was a Belgium team without De Bruyne, I may add. Um, But it, they also showed why most people, including myself, put Lukaku as the captain of the fantasy team. You know, oh, I show off. I show off. But no, I mean, they looked they looked really good. And right now, um, that's who I'm sticking with. And also the Hazard actually. as well to maybe potentially get fitter and end up in the starting lineup at some point as well. So good result. The thing the, the Belgium game was you always seem to think whatever they put went into top gear, they scored a goal. And it, it, it was just a kind of cruise um, from the get-go. Uh, we haven't seen France yet. That was my tip, so that's tomorrow. Um, I'll be interested to see how they fare against Germany. Uh, but Italy, I've got to go. I said they'll get to the semis. They played really well, I think. Especially, you know, It was a bit like that Spain-Sweden game in terms of a lot of possession, creating the odd chance, nothing was coming off, but they just kept plugging away, plugging away, and then, you know, once they, they took their first chance, that was it, they like Turkey, I think, then just collapsed. So, that Italy have been one of the, my favourite teams to watch so far. Yeah, I hope uh, I put some money on it, on it beforehand. I just had a, had a feeling, but I mean, you never know with Italians, they either do really well, or they just kind of blow up and, like, just kind of self-destruct. But obviously, the last kind of, Obviously, not 2018, we're all caught up, but 2010 and 2014, like, and you make it at the group stages, so you can never tell, but they played well. Um, and I, I suppose Turkey didn't really play as well as they could have, especially kind of coming in dark horses tag. But I have no um, idea we'd pick them as dark horses, John. <laughs> it's just I, one game. I thought they would do well as well, honestly. I was kind well. of looking at it, and then. Quite a few people thought they would do well. See, to be fair, I had to finish <laughs> second in the group, which they still can. Yeah, 
Yeah. Um, they've got their, their tough game out of the yeah. way, and um, the other result went their way in the Wales-Switzerland game. That's the best result they could have hoped for, so I still think they could come good, but I mean, they play a lot better than they did on Friday night. Uh, they were I reckon Wales have, kind of, Wales have looked at them at a game and thought, we've got a real good chance. Maybe not beforehand, but I think certainly now. And like Wales didn't play bad either. I mean, Switzerland were a good side, but I think if Wales can go to Turkey or play Turkey and get a result, which I think they can, then that totally changes everything that group as well. But I think Italy for me now, and I kind of I was I was wanting the Netherlands to do well beforehand, but again, kind of not being in a major competition in what seven years, you kind of don't know where it's going to go. Again, are they going to do well? Are they going to kind of not have that experience? But I mean. Fair play to them, fair play to Ukraine for coming back. It was a brilliant game last night, probably the best there's been so far. I'm sure we'll all, all agree, but I think in, uh, coming back and getting the winner just give them a wee bit more confidence. So I'd like to see them kind of do well. I think Hall will miss um, Van Dyke at the back. I think that's a huge yeah, loss. Yeah. I mean, again, we talk about, we talked <laughs> last, last week about him. Um, the difference seen a year ago and, and this year. Holland were managed by Ronald Koeman and, go, and were in a good place and Van Dyke was obviously best defender in the world. Koeman's left. Van Dyke's had a serious injury. They don't look as hot, but they were still good, Holland. They were better than yeah. what we thought in the Scotland game, but they were susceptible as well. But it was a cracking game. Even at 0-0, that was the best game of the tournament. Yeah. Aye, there's yeah. no doubts. We said last week the Netherlands are good going forward, but defensively, just... Yeah, again, when, you, when they find... We find one of the better teams. That's probably where that's going to get unstuck. The light will come back into it at some stage, you would imagine. But yeah, Van Dyke's a huge miss for them, and that's I think what's going to end up happening is that they're just going to get blown away by another good team's attack. Yeah. Aye, Italians have been impressed for me. They, I think it's been discussed as well. They don't have that superstar number ten that they usually have, but that's actually helping them because they've got a team. They're looped together at the moment. And Mancini's a bloody good manager as well. Like, and they said something which is maybe not a lot of scores would have, but in Serie A, I think they've got, he's put in players from like 10, 11 clubs. He's not just playing the, the players at the big clubs and all that type of thing. He's like wanting to give guys a chance and it's, it's shown. They, they just put the part. And they were getting slagged off for their outfit. They're Italian. Italians can be what they want. Can't they? No, I 100%. Like, uh, I think if, if we, if, any, if, any, if anybody else, up in that knows, part, that's, yeah. like that. imagine Steve Clark turning up. Yeah, what, were we, like what were we wearing? Top man outfit is what was happening there. I think we are, we are going to the, 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 what's it called, the fan zone. I don't know. I think we've got that. our stuff from buttons and they've been shut for about two years. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah. you, what did you think of the bringing in the match ball using a remote control car? Why is it not happening? Very much. I was disappointed. Well, that, that, my wife, that was the best thing. And then she was coming to watch all the other games and now she's not excited by them because the car's not there. I mean, I mean amazing as well. It's like just someone's but, like... But see, if you're Volkswagen, you would demand that it get kept... Mm-hmm. Everybody was talking about it. It was trending on Twitter. Yeah, they just go, right, now. enough of that. Enough of the good times. Now the referee picks up the ball again. It was brilliant. I mean, what you can't go wrong with uh, and electronic product doing stuff like that like zooming around and zooming out the pitch and the grass and all that um, on the subject of that our paid partnership with Manscaped we have the Lawnmower 3 obviously we want to promote it is tremendous the, everything's going well by the way like I've been getting the feedback and the guys at Manscaped are loving how we're promoting it and they're liking the banner that we're 
we're having a Scottish banter, so yeah, one more three, tremendous. You want it to be smooth like the Italians? Because let's face it, they they are right for the manscaped, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, they've got the hair. Mind you, the defenders don't have as much hair now, do they? Like, you had Nesta, Maldini had the hair and all that. Like... Mancini, do you manscapes? Oh, yes. Do, 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 what do you think? <laughs> oh, I guess. What's Mancini yeah, does? Oh, and I need to say as well, like, if anyone else is going to use Manscaped Viale on his head, how good to see Mancini, Viale and Lombardo reunited. And I know they've probably been united for a while, but we don't see Italian national team a lot. Did spot Lombardo? Lombardo still looks the I same. Sampdoria 1991 reunion. They're, sponsored they're by Manscaped. Mad. I was going to say Lombardo, Manscaped. He's been like that since he was 25. Remember, you can use Manscaped anywhere. The one more three, use it in your arms, use it in your chest. Cossack. Cossack? The Russians, did you say? <laughs> <laughs> use it in your Bossack. Get the sog tyres out. Or if you're maybe of a different nationality, what could be hard? Well, maybe, maybe, maybe they're shaving the sog tyres out after the, the, the work this time round. Make your lion rampant. Uh, Maybe Harry Kane's got a St George's Cross. <laughs> be using it. I think you'll uh, you'll be you'll be using it wrong if you're making your line rampant. How? Oh. Well, because it's rampant, isn't it? You know what's it's, Aye, rampant. it's rampant because you've got no hair in the balls and it's bigger. Gee, gee whiz! You need you need to get with a picture here. So, we need to start preparing our guests for when we're when bringing. I don't the, think the we do. Got I definitely don't think we do because last week we said the end of the year was like, what the earth is going on here? Ross is having the time of his life here. Right. He's, okay. he's he's stealing the f bomb title from me. He's learning new things. That, I mean, Ross, he, actually, if we're going to consider this, Ross is maybe of the age that they do these types of things. Like we're an older generation, and we're kind of kind of let it hang loose here and all that. And Ross, Ross is the young team. Yeah, he's the young team. I'm kind of glad someone's saying that because I'm, I've just hit 30 and I don't feel young. So, just for that, guys, appreciate that. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, I mean, I mean, it makes me feel young. It makes me yeah, feel young. You're speaking to a guy who turned 40 this year, so you can <laughs> chill going. <laughs> so, I uh, use it anywhere. Use it in the shower. Use it in your bedroom. Use it wherever. Uh, SFF podcast in capital letters, uk.manscape.com. As I said last week, give your missus a treat. Your husband or cheat because Father's Day is coming up actually. So, if you want to get a gift for your father, not just the lot, not just about the boys. Here, Dad, impress Mum. I well, maybe it's a present for Mother's Day as opposed to Father's Day. Um, but Father's Day, Sunday, isn't it? Sunday coming. Aye. So, aye. Aye. Fire in. Get the manscape, you're coming over the place. <laughs> yes, get involved. Um, uh, it's great. You've got a weed whacker. I've said before, weed whacker's more Father's Day. That's for the nose hairs. Do you remember, was it World Cup 94? Who was the big Bulgarian guy? Was it Ivanov or something? Let's go. Let's the hairy one. No, no, the hairy one. They probably would never manscape. Is there anybody in Euro 2020 we don't think would manscape? Like, is that... Like a... Um, is that Wolf Boy from... I know I said Italians, but Kiali, he, he does the manscape. Does he? 
I don't know personally, but I probably I think they're all doing it. Italy, I think they would all get into it. Who do you think would be if there was like a tournament and we had to pick who would be most manscaped? Euro 2020 manscaped tournament. Who is the most groomed? Grealish. No, a team. I agree, I agree, like, probably. Yeah, but, but even this is, if it's England. Mrs. the other day was asking me, like, who's this Jack Grealish character? I said he's he's basically like a budget Peckham. We just need hope the oh, England team yeah. not, We need hope the England team are not listening to this because that is going up in the wall. I think it has to be. Yeah, SFF podcast says Grealish is a budget Beckham. I think Good John's got it right. I think we have to go. Anybody below Ronaldo because Ronaldo's just on in a stratosphere by himself, both in terms of his football ability and his manscapedness. So, so there was a, a manscaped of the year award. Oh, he'd, he'd be disqualified. Yeah. He'd, he'd be the poster boy for it. Well, well, I reckon this is good. Ronaldo will like to hear this because obviously there's the debate about Messi, Ronaldo. So Ronaldo, undisputed for the last how many years? <laughs> what are we saying? Uh, he broke on the scene in what 2003 when he signed for Man United. Mind, so mind was here then though. It was like fucking curtains. It was like bleached and this and that. It was absolutely horrendous. Like he's so I lost ten years, maybe five, ten, at least uh, ten. Uh, yeah, actually, nah, I, think, I say uh, ten. I say ten. Ten minimum. <laughs> right, okay. So basically, uh, from his Real Madrid days, he's my new. Okay. So yeah, but yeah, I get involved like Father's Day, whatever. Does does that stuff? There's loads. Just get on the website, have a look. Twenty percent, brilliant. And get back, uh, see, going back to the England thing, um, I, I forgot to mention this earlier. I'm actually going on an England podcast with the boy Russell, who was on our podcast recently. So all right, okay. the paper. I can't say I'm looking forward to it after. <laughs> 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 you're, you're going to get. Uh... Do you want honours? Do you want honours? <laughs> no, no, I'll be fine. No, I'm looking, for, looking forward to it. I wouldn't back out. Aye. I'll uh, face the music. Dorothy. Supernova Terrace, we are sponsoring the fantasy football. We've got 69 people, which is quite amusing, actually, for talking about Manscaped stuff. <laughs> um, so that's delightful. Again, check out their site. Um, Supernova. Ah, Twitter, we've been retweeting all sorts. They've been retweeting us. We retweet them. Just check them out. Right, okay. Um, and it's terrific. Who is the winner? Have we seen who's winning just now? Who's the best podcast person? Because I don't have a clue. It's because not, it's not hardly, hardly anyone is putting their new mate. Last I saw was I was thirty fourth. Um, okay. <laughs> I've got the app just now. Um, but, uh, no, it's good. I mean, I was. I went up to twenty eighth. Um, the person at top, um, the team name is Optomistic, and it's by T Woodley twenty two. He's in seventy five points, just overtaking Guess Serve, who's in sixty nine, and then after that is. Yada sells Avon, barely the gun. Okay. That's your top three. Um, just to just to kind of tell you this, right? My team has got Christian Eriksen in it and Kieran Tierney, so I'm not feeling confident of winning the fantasy. I had, I had Tierney, I had Eriksen, I had Braithwaite, I had, I, I had a few that I so. But I, I always say it's a mar- marathon, no a sprint. Exactly. Um, we need to give a shout out as well because positivity before the game today, we were we had a schedule of events that we tried to come up with. We had the good luck message again, which was tremendous. We had the Chris's blog, Chris's back blogging, mm-hmm. 
and now he's on he's now he's, he's walking. walking his dog. <laughs> or trying to log. He's hoping for a log, but I think it's it's logging you know, out. No log, it's yeah. it's <laughs> Um and then we've it's not substantial. A log. <laughs> <laughs> it's a slog. Um, By the sense it. So yeah, and then obviously as we, in March we tried the whole to be honest, we've had this bloody hashtag. There's been that many varieties of it. Um, kind of losing track of what it is. I think we started off with tops off. We had is it? See taps on off. Yeah. We, we should, should really call it taps, taps on. on or taps on, Aroma, yes. Yeah, that's obviously. Um, but it's, it, we've, we've put it as taps off, which is taps off. That's Scottish humour and all that type of thing. A few people that I spoke to about it, they were like, did say it should be taps on because you don't want to see my moobs and that type of thing and different things like that, which was fair enough. So, unless they've been manscaped. Oh, aye. Thanks to everyone that got involved. Today was, I, can, I feel like I can warm up. Two o'clock, a lot of people are still working, I think, and different things like that. To be honest, if I was working, I'd still had the spot on top on. I was at a meeting this morning for work, spot on top was on. It was going on and that was happening. So, yes, it'll be happening again Friday. Thanks to everyone that's responded, got involved, promoted it, and some tremendous tops, like but a good variety of tops as well, which we like to see. And the thing is, we shouldn't lose our enthusiasm just because of the, the one game. At the end of the day, that's what supporting a football team's all about. You know, um, you, you just keep going. You might win the next game. And the next game's against England, so if you do win the next game, then there's no better game than that one to win. Yeah. Exactly. We need to say as well, like some pitchers were a bit more popular than ours, like, uh, and I think we all know. Over, uh, Nine, was popular, wasn't it? Is that what you're saying? I think you had two likes, maybe. Um, <laughs> somebody had about, somebody had about 20-odd likes. Um, very popular. So, just, I hope no one's trying to be fancy with, her, with them anyway, because they're a friend of the podcast. So, we'll begin it, get it again on Friday. Taps off all over the place. Iffy Clyro took it literally. They had the taps off. They actually read it the right way. So maybe we tap sand would have been better, wouldn't it? Okay, we'll get it, we'll oh, get it yeah. right eventually. Won't I we? love these conversations you have with yourself. Do you I convince yourself midway through. I was up at half five this morning. Like, who else was having conversations you know at half five? Do you know what? I don't understand, right? And I bet you all three of you... Were you all nervous last night? Oh, uh, last night was when no. the nerves kicked in for me, yeah. I don't get it. Uh, there was a wee stage I was nervous. I was I mainly that, excited. Because I see everybody on Twitter, they're all going and they're nervous and all the rest of it. I, I, I can be quite nervous just on stupid things like going to get the train, just to be at a bit on time and stuff like that. I'm a bit worried about that. But say stuff like Scott, I'm like, it's nothing to do with me in terms of there's nothing I could do about it now. It's up to the players. I, I had a great night's sleep. You're talking about getting up at half at five in the morning. I was, I was like a kid at Christmas. The only I reason have, I was up I night was my bot, well. the only reason I was up um, in the middle of the night is because Henry woke up. So. That is a good excuse. That's that's fine. I've got no problem with that. It's Baldy John over there. It's just Baldy John. No, yeah. Just you behave. Cracking the tunes at half five in the morning. Just you behave. That's why I had the bucket hat on. Bucket hat on earlier. Like the 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 Baldy. That was a supernova tennis wear bucket hat as well. So. Promoting the brand. I think since we've got Ross on, we should um, ask him a bit more about how his um, his book's coming on because I understand from speaking to him, um, you've had a f- 
quite a few good interviews so far. I have. I was kind of. I was kind of struggling at the start to get them, and I kind of like everyone that I spoke to said, "Oh, you're going to probably get more nose than you are going to get eyes." So you just had to kind of roll it. But I managed to get. I spoke to Tosh McKinley. He was brilliant. Um, obviously, I had my Rangers connections and allegiances, but it was fine. It was kind of some stories that obviously you hear that you don't obviously read elsewhere. You just kind of get wee anecdotes and wee snippets of stuff. Um, and I spoke to Mark Fish a couple of weeks ago as well. So obviously I kind of, no more serious interviews, but obviously different from a kind of South African perspective. Um, and I've got a few kind of trying to get lined up in the near future. It's just obviously working out kind of time zones and time differences with certain people. I've got um, Andy Williams, who's in the Jamaican team, but I've no idea if he's obviously living in Jamaica or where the hell he is. So I'm trying to get an interview sorted with him and then just kind of go for there. And hopefully, if I speak to somebody for a team, they're going to kind of tell, or hopefully can, I can kind of name drop a bit. That's what I'm hoping for. I'm not anticipating it to go as well as what I want it to, but somebody told me if you chuck enough shit at the wall, some will stick. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, you had a commentator as well. <laughs> uh, uh, Barry, Barry Davis, I. That's a great interview, that one. Oh, he, uh, it wasn't an interview. I just, I just sat and just, my mouth was like wide open. And I just, every time I finished speaking, I was like, shit, I've got to say something there. Uh, <laughs> so I, be, I better make it, I better make it good. But no, it was, it was brilliant. And I think one of the, the best, I, I, I think it was a Wednesday I was meant to interview him. And I phoned him, his mobile. And I must have been the wrong number. It must have been like uh, a digit missing or something. So I emailed him. He gave me his house number. And I was going out, so I couldn't interview him until the Thursday. Um, so I had had the wee one. And at the end of the interview, when I spoke to him, I went, oh, how's the wee one? And I just thought that was just brilliant, just kind of remembering just that wee... And it was just about five minutes talking about kids and stuff like that. And it was just... I think that kind of... That was better than the interview, just him remembering um, that wee kind of bit of information. But no, he was... It was absolutely brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Who would be your dream person that you could interview linked with France 98? Jesus. Colin Hendry. Colin Hendry with a real one-time grand. What ages like? I'd love to speak to Zidane, obviously. Who's lucky to Oh, Zidane, but I mean, obviously, I can barely speak English, never mind body French, so... um, that would be a note, but just somebody like that, somebody sort of kind of. I'm trying to ideally, I'd love to kind of get a few big hitters. Matarazzi, some... get Matarazzi. I oh, reckon just... Matarazzi would be tremendous. He was in that squad. What is it? He was in that squad. He was 2006. Matt, Matt, oh, yeah. why am I getting 98 mixed up with 2006? Right. Listen, get this the is Dan was mentioned to be fair. Yeah, you're talking about big hitters. I've been up since half five. Get the carter. Right, if you get Nakata in Japan, because oh, he can speak Japanese, he can speak French, but he can speak Japanese. I bet Nakata can speak English, right? I think so. I bet, yes, Nakata speaks. Speak he, 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 oh, they don't have a sake bar in London or something. He's, he's, he's well, a, a boss sake bar. <laughs> uh, well, some, some, anybody high profile, somebody passed me on uh, Robert Pires' number. Oh, Pires. <laughs> so I watched that, and this sounds like I'm, I'm sitting like. I've got a few numbers. I've just been trying to kind of make connections. And Who passed your number, by the way? Uh, oh, Christ, I can't mind. I know, I know, right? Oh, 
No, it doesn't actually. But there's just like so many people have been kind of oh, there's so and so number of teams obviously linked to um like France nine eight. And I'm just kind of I'm right, like what are right? You're speaking, they're trying to message like a World Cup winner and it's Arsenal. Do you know what I mean? It's just if they're so... French, if they're French, the phrase that I would go for is Bully Boucouche avec moi, c'est soi. You see, I, 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 see it's I strange. speak French, but I know what that means. So, Ross, you could use your French connections and uh, sorry, your Rangers connections um, to get Stefan Givash. He won the World Cup. Oh, that's a good point, actually. I could try and get, yeah, probably. Um, I would imagine you're more inclined because Givash, I think, was a very kind of temperamental fit. But Shaboni is probably an easier one to get. He, 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 he was in the squad. Yeah, he was in the top choice goalkeeper. Yeah. That's the, that's the best about chatting to different people. You get you get names and you're like, Christ, I've not even thought about them. What was that, so, just, what was that small just guy that had in midfield again? The small guy. Come on. Go. I don't. I don't oh. want to bite. It's the tip of your tongue, all of you. I don't want to bite. Do you like it? I can see your faces. Go. Cool. Do you ruin every conversation. Do you ruin a good conversation. Try to help <laughs> get a successful book on the go, and you're just cracking <laughs> crap jokes. Yeah, I see. I see the smiles in all your faces. That's where we need to get wee video clips out because you are loving it. You are loving it. You just were not willing to give me the satisfaction. Oh, another player I had, um, Wes Ferdinand. I've not interviewed him yet, but he's oh, yeah. more than willing. Well, I say more than willing. I, I don't like, but I send a message on WhatsApp. And I'm kind of like, if I didn't reply, when did I follow up? I didn't want to just be kind of nipping at people and then put them off. So I just kind of sent a message and he replied straight away, fair play. Um, he was like, oh, I'm free. I think it was next week. But then he's not going back to my message. So again, it's, it's just a. It's just a waiting game, I think, some people like. I'm not going to, as I keep pestering, I think that's the best way to go about it. Yeah, sounds, like you're, sounds like you're dating all these footballers. And you're I know, like, that's what I'm saying. I'm sitting there typing messages. message like, back on a, on a date, first date, second date. Aye, it's, it's, it's just so awkward. Find a fishing match.com. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just so awkward. Like, how does I start this? Footballers like, reunited. Hi. <laughs> I, I just, I don't know. It's, I've just got, like a, so sorry, I've got like a general message. And yeah. I've just copied and pasted it. So when I post it and someone else, I just change the name, change the country, and then change whatever else is obviously linked to that. It's just that's how I'm going to go. Like, Google Translate is your friend, by the way. Uh, uh, to be fair, I've translated. That's a very good point, uh, I've translated all sorts in Google Translate. Um, See, you mentioned um, you spoke to Mark Fish. It just reminds me of when he played for Charlton and he was um, the famous back three. Um, Fish cost a fortune. <laughs> yeah. Love that how come you're laughing at that? Although when um it was like European, it was like there was a bit of like <laughs> cleverness about it, you know, like linguistic. I suppose that was linguistic as well. It's all about the delivery. Oh, oh that doesn't love it at my door, actually. The bell's just right. That could not be down better. That is super, but I need to get it because I think the missus is in bed. Um, I must say, um, Considering Scotland get beat today, it's been quite a fun podcast. This. Ah, it's been it's been a laugh. It's, it's definitely pep me up after. I was kind of thinking about when it was when obviously we got beat. And I'm kind of I'm sending a message about oh this is going to be an interesting podcast. Like I didn't want to use the word fun in case we were all kind of still mm. down. But as you said, John, you go for it again. 
and they've done that. But again, speaking as you say, people like that, fans as well. I think they got kind of a few fans' perspectives just to because everyone that's obviously been there has got kind of stories. And I was speaking to uh, Harry Pearson, kind of writer journalist, mm-hmm. uh, on Thursday, and he was covering like all of the games, and and he'd done like, USA Iran and stuff, and kind of. Uh, never done an England games, but he was telling me some stories and they were absolutely hilarious. Kind of speaking for like a good hour and just kind of speaking to people like that as well, instead of obviously just players, even commentators. You just kind of get that different perspective of the competition. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, um, no, I, I, I didn't want it to be obviously kind of people's kind of biographies. I'm just kind of trying to obviously base it on chapters with different countries and then kind of like. I read, I read Neil's book, uh, John, as well, and kind of absolutely brilliant book on Scotland at uh, 90 World Cup. And I mean, I'd love to kind of do that, obviously, for the countries that I'm focusing on, but obviously in a kind of smaller, more kind of condensed way. Um, but I mean, it's just, again, it's just kind of hard getting people and kind of getting in contact with folk. And once you get that kind of bite, you just feel brilliant. And if someone's actually up for it, then I shite it before every interview because I'm like, can, well, I've never really interviewed much people before, so it's just a learning curve. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, although Mark Fish did wish us well for the Euros, to be fair, so fair play to him for that. So, I think I always kind of went into any interview process and just remind myself that they're just human. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. There's, there's no actual. There's, 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 I think that's a bit. So the Great best effort. one, the sorry. best one, I, yeah, sorry. The best one I ever did was Sean Fallon. He was the Jockstein's assistant manager, Aye. and uh, he was a good friend of my grandpa's. And he went to his house, and he knew straight away he was a Rangers fan, and he just poked fun at it all the time. He said, "Oh yeah, we won six one, and I was the captain, and you know you wouldn't have liked that." But and he was always poking wee jokes at me and stuff. And but the nicer person you couldn't meet. You could ever meet. It was absolutely fantastic, and I'm like, well, I've interviewed somebody who's was the second person to touch the European Cup when Celtic won it. You know, who's an absolute legend within the game. So if I can do that, yeah. then it doesn't really matter who who else I meet in the, in the future. And I, I think that st- stood me in good stead. So I think it's just a case of the more that you do it, the more comfortable it will be. Yeah, I totally, I totally agree. I think when I the, the day after I interviewed Tosh, I just sent him a message. Oh, just oh Tosh. Tosh. Thanks. You're, you're getting in there. That's what you do. First name. <laughs> the first name. Um, and I messaged him uh, the next day just saying, you know, thanks for your time. And I appreciate it. I was like, oh, I hope I wasn't like, too nervous, but I just you know, you kind know, of laugh. And it, as you say, we're, we're just normal punters. We just like to speak about football and then we're fine. And it just kind of makes you think, oh, that's true. You're just, people are kind of generous enough to sit and like, Obviously, twenty minutes of their time for me is a massive deal. They probably how, how many how often do people get that? Join Mark Fish and your know, Barry Davis and stuff. They must be constantly speaking to people, so they do it all the time. But for the other person, it's obviously such a massive deal. You just kind of get a bit kind nervous about the occasion. Um, but once I'm speaking, I'm usually fine. That's like yeah, uh, that's like John uh, and we had Stephen Wright on. I think Stephen Wright was more nervous than us. Because he he's not used to like doing podcasts. And yeah, yeah. I actually, once he was on, he didn't realise he was on for so long, and he said like he really, really enjoyed it. 
Um, he was a great guest. He was for us. He was like an early hero as well. The two of us. So, but yeah, he was he was tremendous. Yeah, just, sometimes they can be nervous. All of them have been so. Played for Rangers. Ross is a Rangers fan. No, I know he went to Rangers, but your hero and all that. So okay, who cares? Aye, the good thing about that we've had in terms of speaking to the guests of the past year, um, no, we're open about who who, who we support, um, and even if you're getting some like for example, well, I'll use Kenny as an example. He referred to that to just have have we um, dig it like when um, are your wee darling and Jess get injured and all that. <laughs> yeah, you actually have quite a good laugh with that. I think Aye. there's there's too many. Like I said, I'm a Rangers fan, I'm a Dean fan. I mean. It. And I think we spoke about this on the podcast and put done it in February, John. And it's like I've got good pals that are Celtic fans, and you can have a laugh, but see some of the, the stuff you see on Twitter, and especially kind of today, a lot of these Rangers fans kind of opposing the national team and stuff. And I'm like, fucking what the nonsense. Do you know what I, mean? I don't know if you've seen, I kind of mean the tweet, I think I shared and retweeted it, and it was the guy saying about if you were a German Jew, you wouldn't support Germans. And I'm like, what kind of take is that? Like, do you know what I mean? It's just, it doesn't matter who you support at a club level. Scotland are at a major competition. You should be supporting them if you're Scottish. That's, sim- that's how it is. Simple as. Scotland United. Exactly. It's just, honestly, I kind of believe in, you just see some of these kind of staunch Rangers fans. And, and, and it's funny, because I'm no longer a Rangers fan, but I grew up a Rangers fan of <clears> a slightly <throat> earlier generation than you. And uh, in the 90s, it wasn't as big a thing. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, it's, and it's kind of almost as if it's attention seeking. It's almost as if oh, it's kind of, you know, because, you know, when I, in, in the 90s, there's been maybe an odd British flag, but that was about it. There was no, you know, swarms. Yeah. There was no huge, I, was, I was, grew up a, a Scotland fan, obviously, still I'm a Scotland fan, and there was never any contention there by, with anybody, any support, any other regional supporter. And then you see it now and you see, oh, you know, this, that, and the next thing. And then it's the same with the, the political thing with the, the SNB and things like that. And it's just, it's, the two don't combine. They, they shouldn't mix. Support whoever you want in politics, but don't do it based on your football team. I've never heard anything so ridiculous. No, no I totally agree. That's spot on for me. I just can't understand it myself. Aye. So let's finish on some positivity. We're going to scud the English. 2-0. 8-0. Aye, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, not a good podcast. The Euros were buzzing. We are buzzing. We are still. We've still got a buzz. We've got the Euro buzz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. No, you never know what can happen next game. Remember, once um, we went to Wembley, we're up against it, one one nil. Just that little lucky we didn't get a second goal that we needed that night. So it just shows you anything can happen. But yeah. And the- it's better to be here and being part of it than it is looking in and mm-hmm. thinking, what if, you know, or what would it be like? So it's 100% better, even in days like this. I'd rather be at a, comp- a major competition and failing than failing to qualify. End of. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot. We haven't failed yet. I still feel that is a new era. That is a new era of success. Because success is getting to a tournament. Initially, and then it's let's try and get out of the group stages. It will happen in our lifetimes, won't it? Hope so. Fingers crossed. 
Um, so I that's it up for Frank for tonight. Ross, thank you very much for coming back on. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, and I'm enjoying the attention deflecting to you for the efforts. Um, and good so, luck with the bit cross. Thank you very much, John. Appreciate it. Aye, definitely. Scott, as always, uh, I, I'd say a pleasure. But, it's nah, too strong, isn't it? It's just too strong. You know I love you. You know I love you. And John, the two of us. Good night, John. Aye. It's a good night for me. <laughs> Aye, I always fuck this up. Uh, good night. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Cheers. 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 <laughs>